Hello, everyone. I am Casey here at Squared Circle Sirens, and boy, oh boy, do we have a very special interview tonight for you guys. I am joined here with none other than one of the hottest free agents in wrestling today, Madison Rain. Thank you, Madison. Hey, what's up, Casey? Thank you. Thanks so much. I'm so, so excited. So excited. <gasps> Me I'm, too. I'm a little starstruck. Not gonna lie, but no, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, we'll jump right into the interview, I guess. Um, you know, I I know a little bit about you. I followed your career for a little while. Um, something that I don't really feel like a lot of people know is your first match ever was oh refereed <laughs> by Ivory. I think that's so cool. Um, I think it's so cool too. Now, now. In the moment, um, I was absolutely terrified <laughs> um, because Ivory was wonderful, like absolutely wonderful. From the time that she walked in um, until we all left that night after the match, she was could not have been nicer who had had less than six months of training. And, I mean, to be completely honest, the match was not great, Um it was it was rushed a bit um because the event was actually in my old high school um so i was so excited for there to be a wrestling show there and i wanted so badly to be on it that i begged my trainer to at least just get me ready enough to have a match um and so he did and the the girl that I wrestled Jamie Braxton was her name. Um, she and I are still very, very close friends to this day, but she had been wrestling just as long as I had. So it was essentially the blind leading the blind. And then days before that match, um, my trainer told me, he's like, um, so little surprise for you. Ivory's going to be the special guest referee and God bless her because I mean, there were times throughout that match that Jamie and I both were like deer in headlights, like, Oh my God. Uh, what are what are we doing? And she would just so calmly like led us through um, all of those moments of absolute panic. Um, and you know, after the match, um, she was so kind to everybody and was signing autographs for everyone. Um, and I'll never forget, she signed an eight by ten for me that said um, I, I was going by Lexi Lane at the time, and, she, and it said to Lexi, "I'll see you soon in the WWF." Love Ivory, and like, and I never forgot that. I think my parents still have that eight by ten in their house somewhere, actually. Oh my god, that's so cool! Ivory yeah. seems like such like the nicest person. You never hear like anything negative about her. Like it's always such positive. No, and, and that's like I love those people in wrestling because unfortunately, like it's difficult to find people who are like kind hearted beyond just surface level. Um, and, and that's okay. Like that's just, that's part of the business. And I think that's just part of, you know, any, any business or any um, work environment, but she's just one of those people who's like, just lights up the room when you walk into it. And I've had the privilege of, of being around her, um, you know, at a couple different conventions and things throughout the years. And you're right. Everyone just has such kind things to say about her. Yeah. She's definitely great. Definitely mm -hmm. great. So um, you started in the Ohio scene, and the Ohio scene, when you started, like, kind of had a kind of upcoming, you know, with, like, names like Hallie Hatred, Jessica Havoc, um, Sassy Stephanie, and Nevaeh, who you've tag-teamed with. Um, 
What was that kind of like going into the scene with all those girls kind of at the same time? Was it exciting? Yeah, it was exciting. And I think, um, like maybe with the exception of Haley Hatred, um, all of us were a little naive to the fact that, you know, like big things were just on the horizon for all of us. And we were all just having so much fun and doing, you know, what you hear all the like old school wrestlers talking about, like making towns and going to different places and, and wrestling in front of 40 people. And like, we were just having the time of our lives. Um, but funny story about Haley hatred. So after that, um, terrifying match that I had where Ivory was the guest referee, um, Jamie Braxton, my opponent that night, she and I traveled around a little bit um, and did some matches together. And then she just decided that wrestling wasn't for her um, and wanted to pursue um, her master's degree, actually. And so then the first opponent that I had outside of Jamie, who I had developed this little um, comfort bubble with, you know, we were bouncing around to all these places and kind of... Um, we're getting into the groove of working with each other. And then my trainer comes into the gym one day and he says, uh, I booked you in a match with Haley Hatred. And at the time I was like 19 years old and a hundred pounds. And I had seen some of her videos on, um, I think MySpace at the time and YouTube. And I was just like, what? You did what? Um, but she too, you know, I've been so fortunate throughout my career. She was so patient and kind and was way more experienced than I was um, and, and took such good care of me in those first couple matches. And then she actually like kind of taught me through tough love after a while. Cause she's like, okay, we're going to do this. Like, like you can do more than what you're letting yourself believe you can. So we're going to go out there, go out there and we're really going to give it. Um, and we always did. She always took care of me and we always had a really, really great time and a great match. And, and I loved working with Haley and, um, you know, the same with all of those girls, Jessica Havoc, Sassy Steffi, um, she and I trained together. So I had her first match with her. Um, and then, you know, Nevaeh and I clicked immediately in the ring as opponents. Um, and then it didn't take us long to realize that we could do something really special as a tag team. And, and so we did and ended up being the first ever shimmer tag team champions and yeah i mean for that time ohio was really producing a lot of um, females who even still to this day are wildly successful yeah definitely i mean Haley hatred did so much in japan jessica havoc's always out there and you're doing so much it was a really hot time for talent in that little area <laughs> it was and i think that it was a blessing in disguise that we were all like kind of oblivious to it um, because we, you know, obviously everybody gets into wrestling because they want that WrestleMania moment or, or whatever it may be. Um, and we all had that in the back of our minds, but we were just having so much fun and we were traveling and, you know, we were selling our little eight by tens at intermission on all these independent shows. And, um, you know, we never really thought too many steps ahead. We were just enjoying the moment. And I'm really glad that I had, those moments with those girls to enjoy. Yeah, definitely. So you talked about teaming with Nevea and you did become the first ever Shimmer Tag <laughs> Team Champions. Um, what, what was that like? I feel like that's so exciting because back then Shimmer was huge and it still is now. It's the place for women's professional wrestling. And to just 
be given like that opportunity and to face all those amazing tag teams in that match for the title. Like, was that like overwhelming but exciting? Yeah, that's exactly how I would describe it. It was overwhelming. <laughs> um, because, you know, we were like by far the youngest and most inexperienced, um, tag team, Nevaeh and I both, I mean, as singles competitors and as a team, you know, we were going up against, um, you know, the experience and, um, oh, what were Lacey and Rain, the Minnesota home wrecking crew yeah. and all of these established tag teams who essentially started, um, what would be Shimmer's tag team division. And, and here we were again, just these two oblivious little, um, Ohio girls who were just happy to be there and, and thankful that, you know, and I've said this several times that Dave Prazak saw something in me and in Nevaeh and I um, long before anybody else did. So I still remember like, like looking down at that shimmer tag team belt when in the ring, like when it was handed to me and I was like, oh my God, this just happened. And this could be really big for my career. And, you know, I, I, I so badly for so long just wanted to like get my foot in the door at shimmer. And then after what a year I think maybe um we were the first ever shimmer tag team champions it was awesome and we took those titles everywhere like we we wanted to be defending champions and we did every um every independent show that she and I tagged on it was it was always a um title defense it was a really fun time for us yeah and I remember you guys had a match oh what volume was it? I think it was 25 and you faced Amazing Kong and Sarah Del Rey. Like, I vividly remember that match and how good it was. <laughs> terrifying. It was absolutely <laughs> terrifying is what it was. But, yeah, like, that was probably at least top three, if not my favorite match um, that I've still to this day had at Shimmer. Because, you know, Kong and Sarah are just, they're so talented. And anybody who gets in the ring with them, it, they're just going to be elevated because they're so good. Um you know, and they're in the positions that they're in now because of that, because they're so amazing and they have such a love for, for wrestling and they build up, like they understood the importance even then of building up the younger talent. Um, yeah, that was, a, that was a lot of fun. It was a really fun match. The dynamic between the two teams was yeah. just hopefully for the fans exciting to watch. Yeah, I was super excited watching it. I thought you guys, like you and Nevaeh, you had really good chemistry really early on and it really showed and you could tell you guys were friends outside of the ring and you brought that into the ring. It was good. And I love. Oh yeah. At that time we were, I was living in Dayton, you know, so we were like, we were together all the time. And if we weren't like actually doing wrestling, we were talking about it. Um, you know, it was, it was our passion at the time and, and we wanted to make something big out of that tag team that never really had a concrete solid name. It was a it's just the Ohio girls and yeah. we went with it, but, um, we, like, we loved that tag team and, and, you know, we spent all the money that we made on bookings back then trying to get matching gear and, and get the same color highlights and, and do everything that we could to be, um, you know, the best version of a tag team that we could be. Yeah. It showed, it showed. You guys did great together. Oh, thank you. So jumping a little forward into something. A little different than the usual. Um, you were a part of Wrestlelicious. Um, <laughs> thoughts? <laughs> Did you ask my thoughts on that? Yeah. Or whatever you want to say about it. 
honestly, you know, I don't, um, and I don't mean this in, in any negative way whatsoever, but I don't remember a whole lot about, like, I know that I was the cheerleader and I enjoyed working, um, teaming up with Daisy Hayes and we worked in a tag, a silly tag match against the, the lunch <laughs> ladies. And, um, but outside of that, I just remember that time being, um, it was like a fun girls trip, like a fun girls weekend where, you know, obviously you couldn't take the actual wrestling part too super seriously. Um, but there were so many talented women that were a part of, um, that short stint in Wrestlicious that mm-hmm. like, I don't even really remember the wrestling as much as I remember it just kind of being like a big pajama party where all the girls got together and got to hang out and, and reconnect, you know, cause we were coming in from, um, all over the place. And then we did some silly wrestling at the same time. Yes. I was a little upset. You didn't get to have your own like Wrestlicious rap. My own Wrestlicious rap. Oh, that's right. (laughs) Oh my gosh. See, now you're telling me more than what I remember about it. Yeah. Well, you know, never say never. (laughs) I've done things in my career that I never imagined doing and, you know, like circling back to Ring of Honor, which I'm sure that we'll get to um, later. But I mean, I I don't feel I like I wouldn't bet money if I was a betting person on Amber Lively ever making a return to (laughs) Wrestlicious. But you know, never say never, I guess. Right, never say never. So we talked a little bit about you wrestling Awesome Kong and Shimmer, but then you eventually made your way over to TNA and made your debut against Awesome Kong. Um, how was that? Um, I remember that oh match. Oh, my God. That was <laughs> pretty intense. <laughs> it was. Um, okay, so I had gotten the invitation to come down and have um what i had been told would be a non-televised dark match um, a tryout for tna and um at that time honestly like that's where all of my focus was i wanted more than anything in life to be a knockout um I knew a lot of the women who had already been signed previous to me getting there um And the ones that I didn't really know very well, I had studied and was a fan of. And it was just such a hot division. Um, And I wanted so badly to be there. And then I got that call and I was ecstatic. Um, Didn't even care that it wasn't going to be televised. I was just so thankful for the opportunity. Um, I mean, and realistically, I was, I think, four years into wrestling. And that's not a very long time to be given an opportunity like that. So um, I was really excited. And I remember I went down and I was going to wrestle on a Tuesday and I got a call from Brian Wittenstein, um, who was working in the office at the time on the Friday before. And he said, okay, a little bit of information for you here. Um, your name is going to be Madison rain. I'm like, Oh, cool. Like, wow. I didn't even think that I was going to be given a name because you know, it's not a televised. And he's like, well, that's the other part of it. Um, we're actually going to put your match on TV, which like was a mild panic attack in and of itself. And then he says, and you're going to be wrestling Kong. Oh boy. <laughs> and I remember standing in my kitchen at the time and I was like, is that, um, is that you're kidding? Like, that's a joke, right? 
And he was like, no, um, no, it's going to be, um, it's going to be you and, and Kong. And you know, this is, this is what it's going to be. And it's going to be on television. And you've got four solid days to mentally wrap your brain around that. Um, and I was terrified. I was absolutely terrified. Um, because at that time I hadn't yet wrestled Kong. I don't believe at shimmer. Um, so being with her for the first time in the ring was going to be on national television and, um, as intimidated and terrified as I was just for that entire experience, I looking back now could not have asked for a more perfect opponent and perfect scenario and perfect match. I mean, I was given way more opportunity in that match than what I probably deserved, um, and I will forever, forever, forever be thankful um, to Kong for being so generous and, and being so kind to me that day. I actually texted her. Um, it was last year on the anniversary of that match. And I, I, again, just said, thank you so much. Like you, you literally gave me a career that has now spanned almost a decade. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that was, it was really exciting, a bit overwhelming, but. Again, I go back to that um, being oblivious and not really overthinking um, what was happening. It, like, got me through. Yeah, sometimes you just got to do that, right? (laughs) Yeah, sometimes you just got to turn your brain off and just let your body carry you through, right? Exactly, yeah. So a little bit after that, you, I mean, you were signed after that, right? Like, almost immediately? Yeah, well, it was like two months later, but at the time felt like an eternity. But yeah, Yeah. it it was it was very soon. Yeah, and then I remember you were in a gauntlet match, and you got to be like one of the finalists before being the last eliminated. I mean, I really feel like TNA really put a lot of faith in you very early on from the get go, and I think it really paid off. (laughs) Yeah, you know, it was it was Dave Prezak first who believed in me when um, I don't think anyone else did, but. Right after that, it was, um, you know, it was Vince Russo and it was Jeff Jarrett and Terry Taylor and everybody at TNA who um, saw potential in this, how old was I, 23-year-old girl. Um, And, you know, I think that they could probably see that I was serious and I wanted to wrestle. And, you know, I wasn't. I wasn't being young and dumb and going out after the shows and partying or anything like that. Like, I would... um, I would go and I would, I would do the television taping and I would go back to my room and, and I roomed with, um, Taylor Wilde 99% of the time. And, and, you know, she and I would get up super early before the next day of tapings and we would go to the gym and, you know, so I think that they saw, um, that I was working hard and I really wanted to be good and I wanted to succeed. Um, and that paid off for me. Yeah, definitely. And shortly after that, we just talked about Taylor Wilde. Um, you were in a tag team match with her and you walked out on her and I think it was the week after you joined the beautiful people and that kind of, Oh my gosh, you're taking me, this is like a serious trip down memory lane. (laughs) That kind of skyrocketed your career. Yeah. Um, it really did. Like I've been so fortunate. Like I've been given so many amazing opportunities, you know, the, the beautiful people, at that time was arguably like the hottest thing in women's wrestling at the time. Yeah. Um, you know, it was something that Angelina and Velvet had, had established and they had already taken the ball and were running with it. 
And thank God they liked me <laughs> because, <laughs> you know, they welcomed me with open arms from day one. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it can be hard to bring a third person into something that's already so established and, and so successful. Um, and I never felt like a third wheel. I never felt like, like that third person that was unwanted. They always included me. And, you know, even those first <laughs> several months of pre-tapes where I was sitting on the floor and they had their little thrones and, um, you know, even that, like we made it fun. We made it funny and silly and, and never one time did I feel like I was the third wheel in that group. Yeah. And I think with me before that, I didn't really see you as a heel. You know, I've, always knew you as one of the Ohio girls in Shimmer or something and seeing your stuff on YouTube and stuff before that, you were always the baby face. So I had never, you know, I think two times ever prior to signing my contract at TNA had I been a heel. And I remember having that conversation with one of the agents um, and saying like, you know, I'm just usually like the, the bubbly, fun, happy. And they're like, well, not anymore. <laughs> like, okay, all right. I can do this. I, I can channel my inner uh, mean girl. <laughs> yeah. And I think you did a great job of that. I mean, I, I didn't really expect you to be as good as you were. Not saying that, <laughs> not saying that like in a bad way, but I was really impressed with your mic skills. You always, like you said, like in the few first months you were on the floor and everything, well, mm-hmm, they, mm-hmm. but you always made sure focus was on you. When you had promo work, you really hit it out of the park. And I think a lot of the site fans, like when we asked questions and stuff, they were really excited. And a lot of things I kept hearing was she's one of the best knockouts on the mic that like in TNA history. So Aww. I think that goes to show like, you were never a heel and you took that ball and you ran with it and you continually like bettered and battered yourself and you're killer on the mic. Well, thank you. Thank you. I actually, um, I had a little, I I wouldn't say training, but in, um, in high school, like I had to take an art class my senior year. And so I was, I took drama, um, and realized that I absolutely loved performing and I loved being in front of people and speaking. And, you know, prior to that, like growing up, I did, um, pageants, like not the creepy pageants you see on toddlers and tiaras where the moms are like gluing eyelashes on their, their toddlers. But I did like, um, just local pageants and dance recitals. And so I'd always been comfortable on a stage. Uh, And then I remember my mom telling me that, um, Public speaking was like second to death in polls where people were asked like what they were the most afraid of. And I was just never afraid of being in front of people. And I don't, I don't know why I don't know because my mom is one of those people. Like she hates to have the spotlight on her. Um, so I mean, I don't know if I got it from my dad's gene pool or what, but I've always just really enjoyed being in front of people. And I've always, as a kid growing up watching wrestling, I enjoyed the characters that I could connect with. Um, like I appreciated the ones who were just good wrestlers too, but I always liked the the larger than life characters. And and so then when I became a wrestler, I, I wanted to make sure that I could be that, that I wasn't just going to be like one of the quiet ones who was pretty good at wrestling. I wanted to be um, 
like good at wrestling, but I really wanted to be great at speaking and connecting with people and, and hopefully resonating somehow with them. Yeah. And I think you've done a great job at that. Well, thank <laughs> you. Ladies, yeah. So, um, a little bit after, you know, joining the beautiful people, you were with them for a few months, mm -hmm. you kind of had a little, little feud with Angelina Love. Um, can you talk a little bit about that? Um, yes, a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> um, you know, throughout the years, I mean, Angelina and I, um, we're on the same team and then we feuded and then we were on the same team and we feuded. So I think all of those feuds kind of run together for me, but, yeah. um, you know, she and I have always said that, um, of everyone that we've ever been in the ring with, like in the same corner as or opposite, like we're each other, one of each other's favorites. Um, and when I talked earlier about wanting to be a knockout and having, studied some of the girls um that were already there she was one of them like i always looked up to her um long before she even knew that i looked up to her and i, I don't know that i ever even told her that um so maybe she'll hear it for the first time here but i was always just i thought she was so athletic and i thought that she always like controlled whatever audience she was in front of um and there was something special about her so then um when i was able to feud with her first learn from her and then um feud with her you know some people you just really have good chemistry with and you just click with and you can't really explain it and she was one of those people for me um you know and maybe it's because we're such good friends like behind the scenes when the cameras are off um but she's always been one of my favorite people to have matches with, you know, like we've neither one of us has ever knock on wood because I'm sure we'll wrestle again. Um, we've never gotten hurt with each other. We've always like taken care of one another. And, and I would like to think had really good matches that the fans enjoyed. Um, I, I mean, I, that's my hope anyway. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like all your matches have been really, really impressive. And you do, like you said, work well together. It shows. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And um, a little bit after your first view with Angelina Love, um, you know, due to visa issues, she had to leave TNA for a little bit, which mm -hmm. kind of opened up a spot for you in the TNA Knockout Tag Team Tournament to crown the first ever champion. Um, you were in it twice. <laughs> uh, yes, I was. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what was it like being able to be in it twice and – knowing that you were a part of such a history-making tournament. I mean, I feel like it was... Well, here I was again going for the first ever <laughs> yeah. women's tag team championships yeah. in a company, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, I, you, maybe I felt at that time like my experience with tag team wrestling was going to give me a bit of an edge. Um, I just remember being so excited about that. Like we were doing something at that time that wasn't um, common. You know, you didn't see a lot of uh, mainstream women's um, tag team wrestling and especially not um, for championships. Uh, so it, it was something that, you know, again, like the energy in the locker room, like we were all super excited. And, and um, some of those teams, I remember, were like thrown together. Um, yeah. <laughs> Sarita and Taylor, mm -hmm. um, if I, if memory serves me correctly, had never wrestled as a team prior to that tournament. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, but they're a perfect example of, of wonderful chemistry from Jump Street. Um, and, and yeah, and the, the beautiful people who entered that, um, tournament were actually Angelina and Velvet. But then, you know, as you mentioned, circumstances with Angelina and on her visa, um, took her away from the company for a while. And I was fortunate, um, in that unfortunate situation to have kind of slidden in there. And um, Velvet and I were in the finals with Taylor and Sarita. And um, those were like three of my favorite people ever, like to travel with and hang out with. And um, so that was a really like magical moment for the four of us um, to have been in that match. And and I remember it being a really good, exciting match. And Velvet and I came up short that night, but um, you know, we still felt like we won because the match was awesome and we kind of made history. Right. Yeah. And I think with the knockouts, especially at that time, like you said, you guys were doing something that wasn't on TV. You were making history all the time and the knockouts were, I want to say almost always the highest rated segments for TNA during that time period as well. Um, that's what I've heard. And, you know, even like, Still to this day, I want to say that, you know, they're always in the top three. Like, yeah. and, and that's just something really special. And that's a testament to all the hard work, um, of the women who have ever, you know, signed a contract or stepped foot in, in, um, the TNA slash impact <laughs> <laughs> ring. Um, but yeah, especially at that time, if we weren't the highest rated segment, I believe we were always second. Yeah. Did that, um, did that get back to you guys, like in the locker room, and like, like did it, and it made you feel good, or, or were you um, yes, like I don't think, like there was never like a a meeting where <laughs> uh, management told us like you guys are the top rated, but we were always like congratulated on a job well done and encouraged, and and you know like it just um it always got back to us like somehow um like you know somebody in management would tell one of the girls and then one of the girls would tell like three more of the girls. And, and so we always knew, um, but we were just a young, humble, hungry group, um, of girls who, you know, we, we celebrated it. Um, but you're only as good as your last victory. Right. So like, so we always wanted to, um, be better and, and do better and come up with more creative things and ways to continue to be the top rated or, or, you know, second, top rated um segment of the show so um we just you know we would celebrate it but then we would continue to work harder to secure that top spot right yeah and i feel like you guys always try to like outdo yourself with the matches and everything it was a good time yeah it was and i'm so thankful that i was able to be a part of it um i mean you know like i'm sure we'll get into that later but um impact has has seen its highs and lows but um, you know, maybe I'm biased, but I feel like the knockouts have been a consistent high for that company since 2007. Yeah, definitely. And another high for you and the company, um, you won the TNA knockout tag team titles under the free bird rules. And then you became the first ever knockout <laughs> to win not only the knockout tag team titles, but the knockout title itself and hold them simultaneously. I mean, what an accolade. What a crazy career I've had. Like, this is so fun for me. As you're like bringing these things up, I'm like, oh yeah, oh yeah, I remember that. Um, 
that night at, at lockdown, um, was it 2010? Um, I just like some of these things, like I don't even have words for, like I was, mm, what a year, just over a year into the company. Mm -hmm. Um, when we went into that match and it was what me, Velvet, um, Lacey was on the outside. Um, and then Tara and Angelina, I mean, so just like, what a stacked card for one match, right? right yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, it was just like, that was probably, um, I think that that night is tied for me as far as, um, my favorite moment in my TNA impact career. Um, because I, like, I didn't tell, uh, my family or anybody that I was, um, even like, I just told them that it was a, it was a match for our tag team titles. And like, so I told all of my family and my friends and everybody like, make sure you watch the pay-per-view. And, um, so then when I won and, you know, right after, like we were all hugging because the match was great and, and we did some interviews and things. And so it took me a while to get back to the locker room to my phone. And I just remember having text messages from, um, both my parents and both my brothers telling me how proud they were of me, um, and how like they couldn't believe that I have like chased my dream and it had come that far and, and that they loved me. And I'll never forget like looking down at the phone with the title sitting right beside me. And I, I, I think at that moment was when I first felt like, oh my God, this, this happened. Like this is, this is a real deal. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was a really special, um, special night for me. That's so cool. I love that story. That's so awesome. <laughs> and a little bit after that, you kind of went on this little um, career versus title match tour, and you caused Tara to retire. You had a match against Roxy, and then you had a match against Angelina Love. I mean... Um, I know. What a jerk I was. <laughs> I, I love that, though. I thought that was so exciting, and different and new because we haven't really seen that with women's wrestling in the states you know you always see like title mm -hmm. versus career or mass versus something in mexico but not really in the states i thought it was really interesting and new um it was um and it was it was fun for me uh, um but at the same time like I didn't, I was, <laughs> I was the bad guy at that point on the show right like so it was our pretty understood that I was like the the villainess but some of the like feedback from the fans because you know everybody loved Roxy and everybody loved Tara and so like after those matches when I won and they quote unquote retired some of the fans were really mean to me and I was like geez oh like I guess this means I'm doing my job right <laughs> but God, guys, cut me some slack here. That's the first time that I really remember, like, feeling the heat of um, something that I did on TV and the fans' reactions. Like, well, I guess this means that I made it and I'm I'm doing it right. Yeah, some fans, <laughs> right? Some fans, yeah, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> so um, eventually, you know, Tara came back to TNA um, she was the mystery woman underneath the motorcycle helmet that helped you win. Um, what was it like working with Tara and not feuding with her anymore? You were kind of 
buddy buddy. Was it exciting to work with someone like her? Oh my god, it was so much fun. Um, and I never like I, n I never say that I watched these women growing up, um, but certainly when I was training, um, because like what Kara's and I are are relatively close in age, so um, like as I was training in those first few years, she was somebody that she and, and Gail Kim too, like I looked up to them so much and like I would watch their matches and I would just like, I wanted so badly to just have moments with them in the ring someday. Um, and then I did. And, um, and Tara and I, like we were friends and that was so cool for me. And I remember, <laughs> I remember when she would, you know, we didn't, we didn't ride that motorcycle very far. It was like, only a few feet, but every time I would climb on the back of that thing, I'd be like, okay, there are fans and I can't see, I have this giant thing or she had this giant thing on her head. Like, I can't see what's happening. Uh, please don't wreck. Like, especially on like pay-per-views or, or live TV, please don't wreck because how do we bounce back after this thing falls over? Um, and she just loved, she loved riding that motorcycle. I remember, I think it was bound for glory. We actually rode it all the way down the ramp and I was absolutely terrified. I had like the death grip on her. I'm sure that she couldn't breathe for those 30 seconds, but yeah, she and I had a lot of fun. Like she's a big personality and I'm a big personality and we had a lot of fun with that time. That's funny. <laughs> and uh, you guys won the knockouts tag team titles together too. Pretty exciting. Uh, you've won the you've won so many titles in TNA. <laughs> <laughs> you really have, though. Yeah. I mean, I've had a, I mean, yeah. I, I'm I'm proud of my career. I'm proud of my time there. Um, I did a lot. I saw a lot. Um, you know, I, I'm just I'm as you're telling me, you're like reminding me of all these things. I just I am so fortunate and thankful yeah. and feel so blessed to have been given all the opportunities that I've had with that company. Yeah, they. You've really had a great career with the company. And then um, a little yeah. bit after you had your thing with Tara, you had a little rivalry with Mickey James. Um, Mickey James is amazing. Um, what was it like uh, being yeah. able to wrestle? <laughs> what was it like being able to wrestle was... her? And you guys had a last knockout standing match. The first ever. Thank yes. you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, she's so good. She... Um, so when I first came into TNA, Gail wasn't there. Like that was during the time that that she had left and, and gone elsewhere. Um, so the first, um, not the first feud, sorry, but like um, the first long, like extended feud, I guess, that I had um, with somebody that I looked up to so much that I, I studied and, and watched from WWE Um when I was learning and coming up and training was Mickey and she was the first one, um, who really pushed me like outside my comfort zone because she's so good and you want to be so good with her and you want, want to be so good for her. Um, and for us to have been given, I, I think that match was like 15 minutes. And like, for me, that's an eternity. <laughs> 15 minutes <laughs> in of wrestling is like a lifetime. Um, but, you know, it was that one, and, you know, we had a lot of um, notable matches. Um, she, she's just so good, and she's, like, this wealth of knowledge, and I never, I felt like I never wanted to um, let her 
down and I never wanted to let the fans down because I felt like there was, um, there were so many expectations for that feud between her and I, which is a great thing. Like I, I'm glad that people got excited and got behind something like that. Um, but I just remember there were times with Mickey where I would feel before the match, I would feel so nervous going into it because I desperately wanted to be good and I wanted to be that good. Like I wanted to equal her in the ring. Um, and I'm sure there were times where I fell short, but she never made me feel that way. Like, you know, she, as far as I know to this day, was just as excited and had just as much fun during that feud as I did. So, again, that's another one that I'm really thankful for. Yeah, I remember you had a steel cage match against her at lockdown. That was really good, too. Well, sort of. <laughs> it lasted all, it lasted, of, what, 30 seconds? I know, but, but like, I thought it was yeah, really good that for was, the storyline. Um, it told a really good story yeah. and my mom and dad were there and I, I think if they would have seen me um, wrestle in a cage any longer than 30 seconds, they might've <laughs> had heart attacks. So it probably worked out for the best. <laughs> I just think it's so exciting that you got to wrestle Mickey James like inside a steel cage, even if it was for 30 seconds. Not many people can say that. No kidding. And she's so good. Like, again, I, I just, I can't say enough good things about Mickey. Um, and it's why she's had the career that she's had because she's, She's so good, and she wants to bring out that level of so good in everybody that she wrestles. Yeah, definitely. And I know you touched a little bit about Gail Kim, but um, shortly after you feuded with Mickey and Tara, you got to team with Gail Kim. Um, you said you looked up to her. What was it like being able to now work with her? It was exciting um, for a lot of reasons. Like, it was it was Gail's big come back um and you know the second that she came back um I think the fans wanted her back at TNA for so long like the whole time that she was gone right so um it was it was a huge thing when she finally did come back and that I was able to be a part of that like somehow I have just really uh found a way (laughs) to attach myself to the big things that were happening in women's wrestling as, as we're <laughs> thinking back over the years. First it was the beautiful people and, and now it was um, the time with Gail and um, she's another one. I mean, Gail's just like, she is probably the arguably the most talented female wrestler or one of at least um, to ever step foot in a ring. Um, so you can't help but learn when you're in Gail's presence. Um, but she's just so like down to earth and fun and cool that in the, in that first, um, the first few months that Gail and I uh, worked together, what I remember the most about that time was, um, forming a friendship and a bond with Gail. Like it was in the, in the later years, like after I came back um, from having my daughter and Gail and I feuded that I learned the most, as far as in the ring goes, but those first few months, um, of Gail and I as a team and, and winning the, the tag team titles with Gail, um, all of that was, or a lot of that, sorry, was, um, just forming out like a, a behind the scenes friendship and a bond with Gail that I still to this day have and is incredibly strong. And I consider Gail one of my closest friends, both in wrestling and outside of it. Oh, that's awesome. Gail seems like such an amazing person. And, um, as everyone knows, she recently retired. Um, what is your favorite moment that you've had with Gail? 
Oh, oh wow. Um, my favorite, I always say that one of my favorite matches, aside from that, um, that lockdown match in 2010, um, one of the most memorable matches for me, I guess the two most memorable, um, other than that one are when I, I believe it was January, 2014. Um, I had just come back from having my daughter and I beat Gail for the knockouts championship. Um, and I mean, I was out of the ring for a year. I had a child. I was a mom and I, I was questioning whether or not I still had it and was still able to, um, um, perform and Gail, brought it out of me, um, and like shook that doubt, <laughs> that self doubt out of me. Um, and two months back after, you know, taking a year off, I was knockouts champion. I remember crying in the ring and, um, and it was a great match and it was because of Gail. She, she led me to greatness that night. And then, um, I think it was a month or two later that, um, we did lockdown in, um, Miami. And that was probably the most accomplished I've ever felt after a match. Um, because that was after, uh, Gail and Taryn had had all of those incredible, like the last knockout standing and the ladder match. And, and they had done all these amazing things while I was out. And so when I came back, I really wanted to have that moment with Gail. And I told her that, um, that morning of, lockdown. I said, I want to have that magical moment that you and Taryn, like those moments that you guys had. And, and she said, okay, well then let's do it. And I felt like that's exactly what we did. Um, I hope that it was memorable for the fans. Um, because for me, it will probably, even after my career is, is done in, in the history books will probably be one of, if not the most memorable matches I've ever had. Yeah, I definitely agree. That match was amazing. And I just felt like you were gone for a while and you came back with such fire and it felt like you reignited your character and everything. And you like hit the nail on the head with promo work and you knocked it out of the ballpark with in-ring work, like with every match you had. Like I was really blown away when you came back and you kind of won the knockouts title for a record timing fifth time like that's insane <laughs> well I had a new purpose at that point you know um it wasn't you know it wasn't just about me at that point um and still now like to this day it's not um everything that I do now in my career is you know it's it's obviously um to cement my legacy in women's wrestling but it's also because I have this beautiful little girl at home uh, um who We'll never have to doubt, hopefully, we'll never have to doubt that um, anything she sets her mind to and any dream that she has she can achieve is because she'll be able to look back and see that her mom did it. Um, so I take that with me everywhere I go. Every independent show in front of 200 people, um, every re-debut at Ring of Honor, like Everywhere that I have gone since I came back and everywhere that I will go um, in the coming months and, and years, um, it will always be with that driving purpose. And so hopefully that makes me a better a better performer, um, 
and a better wrestler. And, and that's why. I think that's so amazing. And I also love how on social media, you're so positive about everything. I love it because there's so much negativity in the world. And I like just going on your Twitter and saying, you say like, oh, look, this happened in wrestling. This is good, you know, and try to give it a platform and have people see it and be positive about it because that's what we need. Social media is um, can be the best thing or the worst thing in the world. And um, I think that so many people are so quick to jump on it. Um, you know, we all get frustrated. There are things in this world that we all really disagree with um, and and strongly feel one way or another about. But um, when you have social media, you have a voice and that can be a good thing or it can be a bad thing. And, uh, you know, I've been, I've been told that my positivity is fake and it's not, it's really not. Like I just choose that in those moments where I'm feeling like angry or I want to say something negative, I, I leave it behind closed doors. Like I'm still human and I still feel those things, but, um, sometimes I feel like I need like a positive light. Um, and, and that's why I follow certain people or don't follow certain people on social media. But when you're in any sort of a spotlight, no matter how big or small it is, um, as it relates to social media, you have a responsibility, um, to either, um, promote, uh, positivity or ignite the fire that is negativity and i absolutely refuse to do that i will i will block people um from my social media accounts who are negative um because like why like why why would they waste the energy to put it out there and why am i going to waste the energy for me and my fans to read it i just i I have a zero tolerance policy for negativity that's good that's how we all should be (laughs) (laughs) i wish it would make a happier world right right (laughs) so after gail kim Jumping back into TNA, you have yes. <laughs> a little feud kind of with um, Santana Garrett, who was known as Brittany. Um, how was that? We've talked to Santana, and she said she really enjoyed working with you. Yeah, I wish that that um, could have continued. Um, and I thought for a while that it was going to. Um, I really wish that Santana's time um, in TNA would have been a little bit longer. Um, she's been incredibly successful outside of the companies. So uh, maybe it worked out best for her that way. But, um, I think that she was really talented and she was really, as far as the character Brittany was concerned, like was really coming into her own and, and finding herself. And, um, you know, it's, you can watch one match of hers and, and see how talented she is in the ring. Um, and, you know, I don't, I try not to get too caught up in numbers, but, um, I think just recently, um, the top 10 most viewed somehow it like, it was talked about the top few most, um, viewed matches on the impact YouTube channel. And I think, um, one of my, might've been an explosion match actually between Brittany and I is like number four. Wow. Like, and that's a big deal. Yeah. And that's a really big deal. And that's something that I'm really proud of because I'm almost positive it's an explosion match, which, which means that it, you know, it doesn't air here, um, in the States. Um, so for that many people to have had to go and search for it and find it and want to watch it, um, you know, I think that's a testament to her and I and, and our, our time together and in, in that storyline. And, um, you know, it, I, <laughs> 
there was that one in ring where the comment, I think she said something about like, I want to, I want to be with you or something. And everybody turned that into like something that it was never meant to be. It was just, um, that storyline was meant to be almost like a, like a recreation of what Trish and Mickey was where, where mm-hmm. Mickey was like the super fan of Trish. Um, and that's what Brittany was going to be to Madison. Um, and it was like that awkward moment in that in ring happened. And then there was nothing more for us. To, I like, I think that we could have had so much fun with an angle like that and really elevated one another. And it's a shame that it never got to, come to fruition. Yeah, I agree. I thought it was really like taking off and then it kind of just ended, unfortunately. Well, maybe we'll meet again in another universe. Fingers crossed. (laughs) (laughs) So a little bit after that, you reformed the beautiful people with Angelina Love and Velvet Sky again. I mean, the beautiful people, not going to lie, they're probably the most iconic women's tag team stable in wrestling. Would you agree? <laughs> I I definitely think that we were up there. Um, yeah. You know, my view might be a little biased, but yeah, I, I think that, um, I think that that reforming of the beautiful people and the crowd's response to it kind of solidified that that group um <laughs> was timeless like it it was as popular when we brought it back as what it was um in the beginning you know unfortunately that too was cut short um not unfortunately um given the circumstances because angelina was pregnant um but you know as it relates to business and um the beautiful people being on television um i would have liked to have seen it go a little bit more but um you know, it, it didn't work out that way and that's perfectly fine. Um, but it was fun while it lasted. Yeah, it was, you know, and it was like a, I don't know if I want to say darker, but it was an edgier version of the beautiful people that, um, I think that the fans really got into for a little while. Yeah. I mean, I remember like reading the spoilers that you guys were returning and social media (laughs) was like all over it. They were so excited. Yeah. And I felt like, um, I don't know why. I just felt like that time for for me as an individual, as like as a wrestler, um, and maybe it was just because of the character, because I was able to have a little bit more fun with the character. But my wrestling got a lot more aggressive, and um, you know, I was I was hanging in there with Jade, who was just absolutely like I can't say enough good things about her either. Um, like I was, I was in there and I was going toe to toe with her and then Kong was part of the dollhouse for a while and, and we were mixing it up in there. And I just remember that was a really, um, obviously it was fun to be back with Velvet. Um, but that was like a fun time for me as a wrestler too. Yeah, definitely. And, um, I'm just going to put this in here. Um, Mia Yan wants to know how much that you love her. <laughs> how much do you love her? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love her to the ends of the earth. And, and she knows that she just wanted a cheap plug in this interview for herself. And that's fine. Hey girl. <laughs> um, I, I really like really admire her like um, as a person and as a wrestler, like her vulnerability and coming out with the, her, you know, her, her story and her history of domestic violence and how mm-hmm. she has just like championed that cause. Yeah. Um, you know, she's a champion inside the ring and out. And I, I, 
absolutely adore her. Um, and I think that she and I have some upcoming appearances together in the next few months. And I hope, hope, like I hope and pray that I have the opportunity to get back in the ring with her because she's, she's amazing. She really is. There, I've said enough about her. Let's move on. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) so a little bit after the beautiful people kind of ended after that, um, you kind of took a different role in the company. Um, you were on the creative team. You stepped in the commentary booth. Um, what was that like? I think that's so interesting because you're so young and you've done so much in your career and you've kind of been in a little bit in like every aspect of wrestling, you know, a wrestler behind the scenes and the commentary. What was it like doing that? Was it exciting for you? And how did that kind of come about? Um, well, that position was was created um, by Christy Hemi. Like Christy, when I came back in 2000, like late 2013, um, Christy had kind of assumed the role of like the, like spearheading the knockouts um, creatively. Uh, and then Christy um, left and she, she um, moved out to LA and, um, you know, went another direction in her career and that position was never filled. And I don't think that any of us realized um, until Christy had assumed th- uh, the role, how desperately it was needed, um, how important it was to have a female, um, I don't like to say in charge of, but really like um, as far as creative went, um, being the voice for the knockouts division. And, you know, I, the knockouts have been something that I've been so passionate about my entire career, my entire adult life. And I wanted to make sure that there was somebody who was still that voice and who was still like holding them in such a high regard. And so, um, it was actually my idea. And I went to, um, John Gaborik and I asked him if I could, um, try my hand at, you know, at first I was very, um, very cautious about it. And I said, uh, you know, I just want to help wherever I can. And, and, and he, and he finally said to me, he's like, look, if you want to do this, if you want to be part of the creative team, you got to be all in. If that's what you want, then I'm going to give you like your, you can have that opportunity. Um, cause I think you can do it, but you, you can't be timid. You got to like really just get in there and you know, you're going to be the female in a room full of, of men who are talking about a, what has always been a predominantly male sport. So like, you've really got to find your voice and, and be strong in your, um, in your ideas. And so I was like, all right, yeah, yeah, I can do this. And I mean, having never written television before in my entire life, um, it was fun. It was exciting. It was really difficult. Um, because I learned through that process that I'm very conceptual. Like I get these big ideas and then I'm not sure how to create all the tiny details to bring it together. Um, but that's something that I taught myself and that I learned through working with, um, with John and with Matt Conway and Dave Lagana. And they were all very helpful in teaching me, um, how to do it all properly. And, you know, I, I, I don't, take credit for anyone else's success, but I, I do, um, I am very proud of 
what I created in that entire storyline with Braxton and Allie and Laurel and that wedding. Um, you know, the wedding was my, the first project that I, big project that I took on, um, and the 10 weeks of television that led up to it and those storylines and what those characters were doing. Um, you know, I'm proud to say that that was me and that was, um, that was my baby. Like that storyline was my baby. And, and thank God the talented, um, characters that were part of that, like they really made it. But, um, you know, I couldn't be more proud of what I had done. You know, all of these accomplishments in the ring, I trained for so many years to learn how to do that. Um, but writing and scripting that, that thing and that storyline and everything that went into it, I was literally learning as I went. And, um, I feel like it came, came across very well. Like the finished product was really good. And, um, as far as creative, I was very proud of that. You really honestly should be because that was so, so good. That wedding was amazing. Everybody played an amazing part. The whole storyline up to it. Maria, Laurel, Allie, Braxton. That was all so good. I had no idea you were behind that. That's so amazing. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, again, they're all so, so talented. And, and Maria's got just a, a fascinating mind for wrestling. And, you know, it was, um, it was always a collaboration because I never liked when I was talent to have someone like micromanage everything that I did. Um, so it was absolutely me giving them, um, like big picture. Here's kind of what we're, um, trying to, to do and to go for, but it was important to me to also give them, creative freedom. Like I wanted Laurel to really find who Laurel was and I wanted Allie to really like feel who Allie was, but, um, like the, the framework that was that wedding. Yes. Was mine. And I'm very proud of it. <laughs> yeah, you should be. It was great work. Definitely. Thank you. Yes. So, um, we know that you eventually left TNA impact and, mm -hmm. um, decided to be a free agent and, um, Recently, you had the amazing opportunity to go to the WWE Performance Center and have a WWE tryout. Um, can you talk maybe a little briefly about that? I know you can't say too much, but. Yeah, I mean, um, it was, my God, I'm such a girl and I get emotional at, at some points talking <laughs> about wrestling. I had never had an opportunity to work with WWE, like the, my entire career. I've never, um, prior to, um, last month in October and going to that tryout had never had an opportunity to be there. I had never seen the backstage, had never worked as an extra or had a tryout or anything. So, you know, and, and that's okay because I was completely commit committed to impact for all of those years. Um, and I'm okay with that. I, I'm proud of that, but you know, ultimately I grew up watching WWF and, and seeing people have those WrestleMania moments. And so, um, you know, if nothing else, I just wanted to have the opportunity to say that I put my feet inside a WWE ring and, um, I did. And it, it was amazing. It was that tryout was one of the hardest things I've ever done in my entire life. <laughs> um, 
but it was awesome. It was great. Like this adrenaline just surged through me for three days. And, um, I really had the time of my life down there. And, you know, I've been asked countless times like, well, now what, well, now what, what's next? And honestly, I don't know. Um, and again, I'm not much of a forward thinker. I'm just, I'm glad if God forbid, like that nothing else ever happened between me and the WWE, I can like rest my head at night knowing that I had an opportunity that was amazing. Like in my mind, um, what I felt in those three days was that, you know, I know knocked it out of the park. Um, but at the end of the day, like after 12 years in professional wrestling, like I can say that I finally stepped foot inside a WWE ring and was, um, trained by and critiqued by some of the best names in the business. Like I'm okay with that to me. That's a success. Yeah, I totally agree. Getting a WWE tryout isn't an easy feat. (laughs) No, (laughs) no, not by any stretch. It was, you know, it was definitely, they definitely want the best of the best and they put you through a grueling few days to determine whether, um, you are in fact the best. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, kudos to them. And, and you know, it was, it was such a professionally run three days. And even, even when everybody who was there, when we were all just like dead tired and didn't think that we had a, another ounce of energy to give, like they found it in us. And I thought that was so cool. And I just, um, you know, it was honestly, I know essentially like everybody was there competing to, to get a job and to have like a spot within the company. But in those three days, it didn't feel like it. It was like this big group of, um, men and women who came from different, different backgrounds and different, um, you know, walks of life and, and sports, uh, backgrounds. And like, and we were all just supporting each other. And we knew that, we were all going through <laughs> some real tough drills and our bodies were being pushed to their limits. Um, and everybody was just so like, come on, you can do it. Keep going. And that was fun. Like for me, that was one of the most exciting aspects of the whole thing is that everybody just like came together and, and, um, you know, supported what we were all there for. So yeah, again, I'm, I'm super thankful that I was there. Um, and you know, I'm not fortune teller. It's just what I keep telling everybody. Right. Who knows what the future holds, right? <laughs> yep, never know, especially never. in professional wrestling. You literally never know. <laughs> right. So a little bit after that, you actually returned to Shimmer this month, yeah. actually, and you got to team with Deanna Perrazzo as the hottest free agents. Oh, how, it? how, how <laughs> I love that name. <laughs> <laughs> I love that name, yeah. How was it teaming with her? It was a lot of fun. Like, I... um I've, I've, I worked with Deanna. Um, we had a match together a few years ago at a knockouts pay-per-view. Um, and she was phenomenal then. She's phenomenal now. Like she is, she's like this wrestling prodigy. Um, she's just so good and she's so young and she's so hungry. And, um, like I really enjoy watching her and even, um, throughout the, the weekend at Shimmer when she and I were in those tag matches and I was standing on the outside watching her wrestle, I like sometimes would find myself just getting watching her going, Oh my God, she's so good. Like, how do you get that good at such a young age? Yeah. Um, but yeah, 
Yeah, like I feel like she and I were another pair that we, we just have really good chemistry and um, we get along really well. Um, I I wish that I could travel more with Deanna and work more with her because I feel like um, like I could actually learn a lot from her. And, um, you know, she had she wrestled um, some singles matches at Shimmer also. So I got to really like sit back and, and watch her and um yeah, I, I really enjoyed Yana. I hope that um, she has a very, very long, long, successful career because um, she deserves it for sure. Yeah, definitely. She is incredible. And uh, we know you teamed with Diana, but then you got to face off against her at ROH <laughs> the other day. Uh, what was it like being across the ring from her? Oh, my gosh. Like, you know, I've spent uh, eight, almost – eight or nine years in, um, at impact. And like, that was my home and that was, um, my safety bubble. And, um, you know, with the exception of a few shows here or there, like that's kind of where, where I stuck. And that was, um, where I planted my roots. And so Deanna came into, um, my domain when she came to impact a couple times, but then, um, I got to step up into hers and I got to go, um, back to Ring of Honor. I was there a few times many, many years ago. Um, but, you know, that's kind of been her, her place. Um, you know, and, and again, she's like, she's a, she's a free agent as well. So she's at this point not, um, contracted anywhere, but, you know, she's one of the regular, um, names at Women of Honor. And so, um, so it was, if I'm being completely honest, <laughs> it was a little nerve wracking. Um, <laughs> Because, you know, Ring of Honor and Women of Honor, they're very um, wrestling oriented. And while character is important, um, like, in, and we talked about, like, my character has always been a big part of of my wrestling career. Um, I really wanted to go back to Ring of Honor and I really wanted to have that match with Deanna. Like, and I just wanted to knock everybody's socks off because... Um, it's been a long year for me. It's been, it's been a very good year for me in wrestling, but, um, it's been very different than years past, you know? Um, so I want to shake up the wrestling world again. And I want to, um, remind everybody that I'm not, not just a character and I actually, I hope <laughs> am a very good wrestler and, and what better place to prove that than ring of honor, um, you know, where some of the best of the best compete. And if we're just being honest, that crowd is very unforgiving. And if you make one mistake, they're going to tell you they made a mistake. That, that's true. <laughs> um, so I was really excited. Um, I've been looking forward to that match for a really long time. Um, it was, it was um, kind of planned weeks before it was actually announced. And I was just waiting to be able to announce it. Um, and and it, it was everything that I hoped it would be. Um, and I hope that when the fans who weren't there in Oklahoma city get to see it, um, that they're impressed and that they liked it. Yeah. I personally can't wait to see it, but you get to wrestle her again. Um, this, <laughs> this Sunday for WWR tournament for tomorrow and non-tournament action that everybody can watch on Powerbomb TV you can watch it for free with the code WWR Pro, and it'll be live. They get to see it live. That's super exciting. And you haven't been 
wrestling in WWR. It's kind of a new promotion. Um, Deanna defeated Awesome Kong at the last show. Um, are you, like, excited to be in this new promotion and kind of test the waters? Were you going to ask if I'm intimidated? No, not <laughs> at I don't think you're intimidated. Um, no, not intimidated. Um, excited, yes. Uh, like, I'm, I'm very excited. And like I said, this is, I'm having so much fun, like, with this part of my career. And, um, you know, anytime you make a huge decision involving your career, it can be scary. And so when I left Impact, um, I was excited, but I was also scared. And those months since July when I left um, have been so exciting. <laughs> and I've kind of gotten to um, write my own story a little bit here. And I'm having so much fun. Like revisiting places that I used to go and having the opportunity to go to new places. Um, and so, yeah, I'm really excited to make my debut um, this weekend with WWR. I'm wishing that it wasn't just a couple days after Thanksgiving because my diet is 1,000% going out the window this week. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I'm excited to to go there and to test myself against Deanna again. Um, I think that we're going to have um, a really great match. And I know that there are a lot of other incredibly talented women scheduled to be there. So um, I hope that a ton of people tune in and that a ton of people are happy and, and um, love what they see. Yeah, definitely. Um, before getting this booking, have you like explored WWR? Have you like kind of been keeping an eye out on them? Um, I say that you're always a student of the game that relates to professional wrestling. So yeah, um, I, I want to know the best promotions to work for. I want to know the top female talent out there that I could work with. Um, and obviously Shimmer is one of those places and I've been thankful and, and fortunate enough to be able to go back to Shimmer and WWR is definitely one of those places. Um, you know, so yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to and and I'm thankful for um, the opportunity to be there and thankful for everyone who put in a good word <laughs> to get me there. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to it. Yes, and recently you had a match at Tried and True Pro Wrestling. How was that? Was it exciting? I love Tried and True. Um, they are like an hour and a half down the road for me, uh, from home here. And, um, it, the company is, the promotion is run by Crimson, who is a, um, a member of the impact wrestling roster. Um, and he runs a, a very, very, very well, um, put together show. Um, I like to think of myself as a regular tried and true because once I find, um, good, good independent promotions who like take care of the wrestlers and, and put on a good family friendly show, which is exactly what that is. Um, I, I like to stick around and I like to work more there. And so, yeah, I, I've wrestled, um, Laurel slash Chelsea green there. I've had matches with rebel, um, Jamie Jameson. Um, but this past weekend I had, I wrestled for the first time with, um, Renee Michelle, who was a competitor in the May Young Classic, and that was a lot of fun for me. Yeah, Renee is really someone to watch. I think. 
yeah, she is. She's very talented, very athletic, and like, and she's absolutely stunning. So, yeah. Yeah. um, I'm, I'm sure that she's going to have a very bright future. Of course, yeah. So you've been really making your name for yourself out on the independent scene. Um, where are some promotions you want to work at? Oh my gosh. Um, I've asked this question to, um, my followers on, on Twitter and everyone, everyone was very, um, responsive. I got a lot of, um, wrestle circus in Texas. A lot of people asking me to go to wrestle circus. Um, I haven't wrestled overseas. I haven't been in the UK for a long time. Um, and I know that, um, impact wrestling has a large fan base, but I have consistently throughout the years always had, um, strong fan base in the UK. So I would love to go over there, um, and maybe, you know, do a small tour and hit a couple of those promotions. Um, you know, I'm just enjoying free agency at this time. <laughs> um, and while it exists in my career, um, cause it's been a while. So, I'm just enjoying being able to go to as many places um, as will have me and um, wrestle with different people and, and have new experiences. And, you know, that's what it's all about. Like at the end of the day, you know, professional wrestling, it's, it's a career, but it's also a lot of fun. So that, I'm trying to um, do both of those things and, and continue to build my career and be career, but also um, go any and everywhere that I can and, and see the world. That's a good way to do it. I think. <laughs> but, um, what's that? I said, I think that's a good way to do it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's fun for me right now. And again, as we've said, who knows what the future holds, but right now I'm having fun just kind of bouncing around to different places. Yes, definitely. So before we wrap this up, um, I know you have a YouTube channel. Um, where can fans find you on social media? And do you have any upcoming bookings? Yeah. Um, the easiest answer to all of that is <laughs> that um, you can, if you don't already, you can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram, just at Madison Rain. Um, I'm so new to the YouTube world. Um, my channel have a name. I need, I need help with that. Um, so I don't know how to direct everybody there other than to just, um, when you go to YouTube, search Madison rain and my channel should pop up there. Um, and I also have in, in the coming days, I, I will, um, release a video with all the information, but I've been talking a lot about a comic book, um, that's going to be the adventures of the, the queen bee, which as many people who are listening know has been my moniker throughout my wrestling career. We have now taken that character turned her into an animated literal queen bee um and she is the star in a um comic book and the first installment of that comic book is done it is ready for me to get into everyone's hands um all those details are coming in the next few days but um you can follow along for all of the new updates and information um at facebook.com slash madison rain i do want to say that i am not I don't run that page. So um, if you want to get a hold of, of me, um, social media wise, it's, it's uh, Twitter and Instagram. But for all things um, regarding this comic book and this exciting new journey, you can check out facebook.com slash Madison Rain um, and stay up to date on all of that. 
Awesome. Thank you so much for doing this interview. This was so exciting. Yeah. Thank you so much. This has been like the most in-depth interview I have maybe ever done. And it was a nice little trip down memory lane for me. So thank you. Thank you.